Welcome to a special NFL edition of Straight Ballin'. I guess you could say I'm recording this during the Chiefs-Patriots game. Rams-Saints just got done. An insane non-call at the end of the uh, of that game that we will get to get into later as we talk about officiating in basketball. Because it's very important that we talk about that. We talked about it on Spread and Bread earlier this week. We're going to talk about it tonight as well. But anyways, it's a Sunday afternoon, evening. It's 6.10, roughly. We got a lot of stuff to cover. ton of stuff going. Like I said, NFL games are going on right now. Uh, Badgers played two games. Duke played two games. All the Wisconsin guys played. We got uh, officiating stuff. Uh, There's a little bit of NBA stuff to touch on. Uh, So I guess we should probably get right into it. The Badgers. I don't even know anymore. I don't even know what the hell to do anymore with the Badgers. So they play Maryland. They had 15 points at the half. Welcome back, Greg Gard basketball. And so to be fair, before the Michigan game happened yesterday, uh, those of you who know my dad, it's not like he's like the most positive person in the world, but we had t- we talked. Oh, God, when was it? Oh, I think he went to Florida, so we had talked on the way back home. I picked him up from the airport. We talked, and I had said, um, he asked about the Badgers. He said, oh, yeah, they lost to Maryland. I'm like, yeah, they lost to Maryland. They had 15 points at the half. He's like, no one wants to play for Greg Gard. I'm like, yeah, exactly. No one wants to play for Greg Gard. They've got no recruits. And this has been a topic I've heard on other radio radio shows and stuff like that, that no one wants to play for Greg Gard. And they've lost all these recruits. You know, the Hauser boys go to, to Marquette. Hero goes from Madison to Kentucky. Uh, I've said it before. Jalen Johnson is not going to go to to Wisconsin. I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't. Jalen again. Jalen Johnson, open invite for for uh, the pod. I have messaged you on Instagram. I, I people probably think that's funny, right? A 41 year old guy messaging a 16 year old kid to come on the podcast. I'm I'm. It's it's an open invite for for him because I want to talk basketball. I'm not trying to dig in any deeper. I just I'm curious about how he feels about basketball just in general. But I don't think he's going to Wisconsin. Uh, Baldwin at Sussex. My guess is he's not going to Wisconsin. Um, Michael Foster from Milwaukee, Washington. My guess is he's not going to Wisconsin. In any case, Greg Gard's not, Greg Gard's not grabbing these main guys. So he has a shitty game against Maryland, right? They 15 points of the half. They're 0 for 8 from 3 in the first half. And then they go against Michigan on Saturday, yesterday, and they fucking win by 10. I don't know what to do anymore. Like, this is the shit that happens, right? You play this kind of style of basketball, this slow down, ugly crap ass basketball, and you beat a team that was previously undefeated. Michigan had obviously hopes of, they still have hopes of winning the national title, right? They had hopes. I know that they had talked about how they wanted to go undefeated. I, I don't know anymore. I don't, I don't know anymore of what to do. It's college basketball. Clearly anyone can beat anyone. I still don't think the Badgers, obviously the Badgers, clearly they've, they've, they've made a statement that they can beat anyone in the country for the most part. I, don't, I'm not, I can't imagine them ever competing with a team like a Duke or something like that, but they beat a top five team in the country by 10. And I don't know. It's not exciting. It's not, it, doesn't change my, it doesn't change my thought process of Wisconsin, right? They have a big win. Like all these Wisconsin fans, are, look, we beat Michigan. We beat the top two. We beat the number two team in the country. That's that's great. Like they're not. If you think that they're going to the national title this year, you're you're crazy as always, right? Like you have to win six games in a row. Like if you're going to put a game like that together, like a game like that together, six six games like that in a row, I think you're crazy, right? 
it reminds me just the whole thought of the Badgers winning the national title, which I would love to see just because I'm from Wisconsin and I do cheer for the Badgers. As much as, as I talk about this, I talk about this so much in the pod because I want them to be so much better than I think they, sh- they, they could be. You know, They have been so successful with such lower-level talent, and that is nothing against the guys that play for Wisconsin. If it, yeah, maybe it is, I guess. It's, you know, it's just, it's not, they don't get this, they don't get the talent that Kentucky and Duke and then, and you know, them have. And they go to the, they go to the tournament and they, you know, they beat Kentucky's and they, they're in the national championship against Duke. And um, everyone who knows me, I'm a Duke fan. When Duke and Wisconsin played years ago in the title, for the title, people ask me, what do you want to do? We're like, obviously you're a Duke fan, you want them to win. I'm like, I don't, I like, I just, as a Wisconsin guy, I like, I wanted Wisconsin to win because I know Wisconsin's never going to get back there. Like, I know Duke's going to have the chance to win a title every every year, you know, and they're probably going to win a title every three or four years. And Wisconsin just never gets that chance. So when Duke and Wisconsin played, it was the, it was like the worst thing ever because I did bar- I barely even enjoyed the game. I had no emotions. Like when Duke and Butler played, I was I was I was throwing shit. I was swearing. I had a mo- I had so much invested in that. And when Duke and Wisconsin played, I just kind of sat there and watched it. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I you know, if was, I love I would I'd like Wisconsin to win because it's they're probably never get this opportunity again and. But if they lose and Duke wins, and that's great. I love Duke. I want Duke to win. But it was just a it was a weird championship to watch. Um, but I watched, you know, y- you watch this Badgers beat Michigan, and I don't know. Do you re- does anyone really think that the Badgers are going to win the national title this year? I don't. I don't. You know, so it's like, a, is this false hope? Have have we given our? If, you know, all these Badger fans now are going to be like, yeah, we can beat them. We're going to we can easily go far in the tournament. Well, you, there's a chance you're going to be a a, a seven seed and you're going to lose right away. I don't. I don't know. Again, I'm always going to, you know, I'm always, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to see positive, clearly. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I want the Badgers to do well. I just don't think that they play a style of basketball that, that is going to end up going to go late in March, early April. That's just, that's just the way it is. Duke played a couple games this, this interesting week for Duke. Played two games this week. They played uh, Syracuse. Which we would be interested. In, uh, this is the game I was kind of interested to see, just because they plays you know Syracuse plays that zone all the time, and Cam Reddish is a is a late scratch. He's sick, and uh, Trey Jones hurts his shoulder like the first five minutes into the game, so he's out, and it's they start settling for threes. You know, R.J. Barrett is one of the worst. I'll give you a stat. This is why you don't. This is why you can never look at a box, just like a straight box score, and just look at a box score. Cam Reddish, or Cam Reddish, sorry, R.J. Barrett, 23, 16, and 9. You'd be like, holy shit, 23, 16, and 9. Almost had a triple-double. Well, he was 4 of 17 from 3 and 8 of 30 overall from the field. That's horseshit. That's it's absolute horseshit. And the entire team just settled for threes. Jack White, 0 for 10 from 3. You know, so and, and they, they lose they lose by 2. They went to overtime and they lost. I don't even remember what they lost by, but they go to overtime. Zion to 35 and 10. And, I, you know, once, once Reddish was out, once Trey Jones went out, I was like, ah, whatever, you know, what are you going to do? You, get, you know, you're, you're missing two of your best players. I'm not expecting them to win. Hopefully they do. You know, they, they could still win, but I'm not expecting much. I pick up, I pick up the boys from basketball practice and uh, Jameson gets in the car and he's got, he's like, I'm watching Duke. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm a little bit behind, but so I'm watching Duke too. So we're in the overtime, we're watching this. And as we get home, as we, by the time we get to home, Duke Duke lost the game, and Jamison does his typical fifteen year old. Oh, Duke sucks. Or this this shit. They're they they suck. I'm like Jay. 
they're missing Reddish and they're missing Trey Jones. What, what did you expect them to do? Of course, they're, they're going to lose a game like this. That's the way it is. They're missing two of their best players. He goes, Dad, they have the two best players in basketball right now. They should never lose any game with the two best players. I was like, holy shit, this 15-year-old is a little bit, this 15-year-old might be a little bit smarter than me at this point. Like that's, he's right. He's right. Like you have Zion and you have RJ Barrett, the top two picks in the draft, and they can't win a game like this. So that was, that was rough. I, you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't think much of it. And then I heard that and I was like, ah, you know, yeah, that's right. You know, I don't, I don't like that. I don't, they should be winning more games with those two guys. We got Virginia last night. Uh, Virginia's number four. The, uh, at this point, the, I think the only, the only undefeated team in the country, Tennessee was three, but I think they've been beat. So close game the entire time. I, if you've watched, if you watch the game, Zion had just an incredible play. He's a left-handed guy, gets a break. He's dribbling left-handed, normal, left-handed, but he's got, he's got like three guys on his hip and he's doing a good job. Like you youngsters, if you, if you could watch this, watch, watch this play. He keeps him on his hip, right? When you, when you're driving, when you're, when you're running a fast break, whatever, get someone close to you because you got him on your hip. Okay. And he's pounding left hand, left hand, left hand. And then he switches, crosses, and he goes up for a dunk. And this, the big guy from Virginia comes over. I think it was Huff. And hammers him on his right, just goes over the block, but he misses the block and hammers Zion's right arm. Like hammers his right arm. It's a foul. They call a foul. Zion's left-handed. And Zion, it's like he never even got hit in the right arm in, the, in his right arm. Just flushes it right-handed. Unbelievable dunk, finish, and one. It's that's the stuff that you like. I've watched Zion do 360s in games and windmills and stuff like that. Like that play when I watch it, I'm like, holy shit. Like that is. That's how it shows how strong he is. And the the dribbling up the court, he did he did a little, you know, he did a little in and out that got a guy and he got guys on his hip. He understands the game. He's a good basketball player. He's not like this athletic guy that just dunks. He understands the game of basketball, knows moves, like I said, in, did a little in and out, kept guys on his hip, throws it down right-handed. Unbelievable play. If if you have any if you if you uh so anyways, Duke ends up winning the game. And at the end, if you guys, if anyone gambles or even does DraftKings, because I lost a little bit of money on this on DraftKings, but the spread of this game was three and a half, but Duke was favored by three and a half. They come down and Virginia uh, hits a shot at the buzzer. And I thought to myself, I thought this was after the buzzer. I, it might, they never even checked it. I don't think they just said, ah, it's good. Basket, who gives a shit? Didn't affect the game. Basket counts. So Duke wins by two. So those of you that had Duke uh, minus three and a half, that was rough. That was a, uh, that was a bad beat, as they say. And uh, like I said, I lost money because I had DraftKings guys and the guy that hit the shot for Virginia, I didn't have. Someone else, some other people did. My score went down, their scores went up, and uh, I lost some money. Now, I, I won less money, let's say. So that was the week for Wisconsin and Duke. It's early. It's, you know, we're still, we're mid-January, mid to late January. So much left. It's, we're in the middle of conference play. It's awesome. I'm excited. This is, we're going to get blog games, we get up and down, and we're going to get to the up and down stuff in a little bit here you're going to have games where people go off. You're going to have games where people don't do a whole lot. And again, I'm going to do straight balling every week and we're going to talk about games and players. Sometimes we're going to have a lot more information. Sometimes we're going to have a lot less information. This is the way it is. This is one of those weeks where we have a little bit less for, for players, right? We're going to, we, as we do Wisconsin, do who go into our uh, Wisconsin guys that are playing justice, Halliburton, McCabe and hero justice. I, I don't even have anything written, right? I think he played, but I don't, it's whatever. I didn't even look I, There's so much going on. McCabe is just, well, I think he played like three minutes against Kansas. Didn't do anything. That's it. I mean, there's not much to talk about McCabe. 
again, McCabe, love to have you on the podcast over spring break, maybe spring break, after the year, whatever. I want you on. This podcast is going to go year-round. I'm going to talk basketball year-round. The only month I'd ever take off would be July or August because, you know, June we got a draft and NBA drafts in June, so maybe July, August. But uh, Jordan, uh, I'll reach out. I got, I know I, I got people that know you, so we'll get you on the pod hopefully in the summer. Because I want to know what's going. I want to know how you how you felt about the first year. Halliburton had a rough. Halliburton didn't have a great week at all. He just he just kind of. As you look at his again, you, you I don't like to look at just box scores. You want to try to watch your games, and I wasn't able to watch a ton. Watched a little bit here and there, but not a whole lot of, of Halliburton info. Hero, you know, I, I wanted to come in and go. Oh, welcome back, Hero, Georgia. You didn't, you know, you had twelve six and four, but zero for two from three. Had a good game in the, against Auburn. Dick Vitale decided to join the. Uh, the verbal hand job party and uh, just was in love with Hero because he hit a three. It was just and and Hero had a good game. He had twenty points, three rebounds, four assists, six of twelve in the field, three of six from three. Great. That's exactly what he's supposed to be doing. So like no one. This thing is like everyone who says everyone who thinks that I'm hard on Hero. This is the shit that he's supposed to be doing. I'm not doing anything that I'm not saying anything about Hero that shouldn't be said. He's a, a top recruit. He's supposed to be scoring close to 20 points a game and hitting 50% of his threes. If he's not, then that's a problem. And that's why I talk about it being a problem. So for anyone who says I'm being hard on uh, on Hero, that's, sorry, I'm not. It's just, it's the way it is. So I want to dedicate some time here. And we talked a little bit about on Spread and Bread, uh, about the uh, officiating. So we got a, uh, the WIA sent out a letter or sent out a, did an editorial and an article, all the stuff about um, officials in the state of Wisconsin, and that we're, we don't have enough officials, right? All the old guys are still officiating, but all the young guys are quitting, or there's not enough young people officiating. So I just want to spend a little bit of time with it. Again, we, I, me and uh, John and I talked about it on this past week on Spread and Bread, and I just wanted to touch base again, just because this is obviously our. This is, you know, the, the basketball podcast of uh, The Unintentional. And I want to first, I guess, say that there are so many other, there are so many problems within the issue of officiating, right? Like, it's not just, we don't have enough officials, but there's so many, there's so many problems within the issue. And we're going to, well, and I'll touch, I'll do my best to touch on all of them, okay? The first one, and I know, and I know all the, the article is not obviously geared towards this problem, but I'll just want to talk about it right away. But the, obviously the first one is that we have bad officials, right? There's no one that's listening to this podcast saying, I think all officials are great. They are the best officials. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll flip this by saying, I don't like, this is a chicken and egg thing, right? Like the, the letter, the article says about how parents are so bad to officials and they yell too much and everyone berates them. And, and I, and I agree. That's a problem. But, this is a chicken or egg. Like, if officials were perfect, would we get parents yelling at officials? You're damn right we would, right? So, like, my my first thought is let's get be- let's just get officials that are good, right? If we get good officials that know the rules, make the right calls, then no one's going to bitch and everyone's just happy. It's that's but that's not the case, right? Because the problem is parents don't know the rules, right? So, the parents that don't know the rules or the parents that see calls that are going against their kids. No matter if the officials are making the right calls, the parents are still going to bitch about it, right? That's just the way it works. So the parents are obviously part of the problem too. That's why I said there's plenty of problems within the issue, the issue of officiating. Parents are are a large problem of, of the issue, which is obviously what the article is about. But I don't want to lose sight of the fact that officials are obviously the problem as well, right? So there's a bunch of problems with officials. 
in general. Okay. And we're going to get, again, I have a lot of stuff to talk about with this, so I may bounce back and forth, but I just want to get, I've got some notes as always, but I want to discuss officials as as a whole. Okay. So part of the reason that we, that this is an issue is that we do have bad officials, right? Whether they're old or young, we we have bad officials that whether they don't know the game or they don't know how to handle parents or don't know how to handle coaching, they, we have bad officials. Okay. So the, the main thing that I think the problem with some officials are is that we have, we have officials that have attitudes that like, I'm the best, I, I'm the authority, I know the rules, you're not going to tell me anything, and that is it, okay? Which is fine, right? Like, I have no problem, like, like that's kind of the mentality you need to have, right? And I've talked about this, I talked about it last week, like, I, I'm, I think I'm going to go take the test to become a, an official, whether I actually offici- officiate games is another story, but I just, because I think I actually have that attitude, like, I know the rules pretty, pretty well, okay? And I've, and I've taken, I've taken pride in that. So when I coach, I've coached games before when I have, when calls are made wrong, I will talk to the officials in a, in a complete adult manner and explain the rules to them. If I, if they are wrong, you know, and if it's a judgment call, that's a judgment call. And then you discuss that way. But the problem is we have a lot of officials that, that act like they know every rule and they don't. And then when they're called out on them, on those rules, they get even more defensive. Right. And then they hold grudges and they don't back down from, from what their stance is. Okay. And that's a, that's a bad thing. It's fine. It is fine. If you know the rules, right? If you, if you know the rules and you, and you are 100% correct with all rules and a coach or a parent complains to you, you can kind of turn and go, Hey, good. Know the rules. And if you have time, if it's coach, you explain the rule. That's it. That's it. That's when it's done. And you're good to go. But the problem is we have so many bad officials that just don't even know the rules that act like they know the rules. And then they implement them as they see fit and they hold grudges and they make judgment calls that are just awful. And it's just, it's a mess. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go through a couple stories here. Okay. And people in the area might know some of these officials, but I was told a story uh, from a friend of mine that, that plays in a rec league in the area. And this official was, it was, he's officiating this game. Okay. Uh, I won't even describe him at this point. If you want to talk to, you you know, you know me, text me, I'll let you know who it was. You probably, if you're in the league or you, uh, you know, the official, you'll know. So my, uh, there's a play in this game and I'm not even gonna tell you who the play was. I'm just going to tell you a general play. So there's a play in this game and someone attacks the hole with, you know, dribbling the ball towards the hole, does a little, uh, like right to left, not, maybe not a Euro step, but a little right to left, right sideways defender grabs him. Just defender kind of runs into him, you know, as, as he's defending runs into him and, uh, and holds him. no call. So the person driving to the hole obviously loses the ball because he got held. The ball drops, whatever. It goes the other way. Looks at the ref, like, really? No call? And the ref says to him, if you drive towards the basket, you'd get the call. But if you're going to drive sideways, you're, not, you're never going to get the call sideways. Okay. I don't care if you're driving towards the hoop, away from the hoop. You're driving if you're going to drive the ball to the backcourt for an over and back. If a defender h- hugs you, grabs you, that's a foul. That's, that's, that's as black and white as it can be. Okay. So that's what this official does. That's what the official says that, well, if you'd go towards the hoop instead of sideways, you know, I'd give you that call. That's just those, these, this is the type of person that should not be officiating. And I know this official and he is, does not take any crap and he does not know all the rules. I've gotten into it with him before about rules and he's ready to tee up people immediately because I, apparently he's got some kind of complex that. Um, he just wants to give people technicals. 
not because he know the rule, no, no, not because he knows the rule, but knows the rules, but just because he feels that he knows the rules more than you, or he has the authority, and that's it. Same official, apparently. Again, here's my next story. Uh, a week or two before that, toward, it's, it's uh, winding down towards the end of the half. There's like three seconds left. Team gets the ball. They grab the ball. They call a timeout. Scorekeeper stops the clock because they hear this person on the court call a timeout. Everyone on the court stops because it's this, it's this obvious that this person in this, on this team is calling a timeout with three seconds left at the end of the half. This official comes over, waves his hand, says, end of the half. And everyone looks around like, um, what? Like we called a timeout the game. Like everyone stopped, like the clock stopped. We stopped, whatever. Official says, just cause you call a timeout doesn't mean that I have to grant you a timeout. That's the problem with officials. That is the fucking problem with officials. And this shit happens so much in yes. Leagues that don't mean anything. Church leagues, rec leagues, you know, KRA church leagues down in downtown Appleton. Uh, anywhere, anywhere you play, non, I guess, WIA, whatever. But this is the shit that happens. This is the official. And these officials officiate third grade basketball, seventh grade basketball. I think some of these officials even officiate, you know, freshman JV uh, and varsity basketball. Just because you call timeout doesn't mean that I have to grant it. Are you fucking kidding me? So this is the shit that we deal with with officials, okay? So on the one side of this is, you know, <laughs> this is why officials get shit, right? This is why parents bitch at officials. This is why people who play and players bitch at officials because you get you you have arrogant people like this officiating ball games that think they know more than everyone else and want to kind of flex their muscle and their power and their arrogance, and this is the shit that happens. That's that's not the way. That's not how officials are supposed to run games or officiate games. It's that's absolutely ridiculous to me. So I'm not saying that again. I'm not saying that parents are right in this whole sense of things because officials have it rough, right? They get a lot of they they get a lot of crap, and and parents are too overboard. But I wanted I just I wanted to give an, give a uh, a couple stories recently that happened of why officials get yelled at a lot. Okay. Um, but I also want to give another story, right? So my, uh, my, uh, son played, we played a freshman game and then we, it was that Thursday night. We, we did spread and bread on Thursday night. And, um, I had some other people that went to the game, uh, the freshman game and they stayed for the varsity game. Okay. And I'm not going to name who they are, but I had talked to them after that. I didn't go to the varsity game. I went home. Uh, after the freshman game. So I didn't see the varsity game. I watched it online as we were recording spread and bread, but I had, I got a text later and said, uh, basically some of the point of these parents are awful. It's, there's no sportsmanship. This is absolutely ridiculous. And like, what's going on? So apparently there was, um, some parents, a mom specifically, not even a dad, uh, but a mom and a Kimberly mom at that, that was essentially just yelling at an official, you know, you suck, stuff like that. And the person that texted me was just kind of like, I, I you know, I, I was appalled. I was, I was, I thought it was really, it was disappointing. You know, this is just not good sportsmanship. And I don't know. I'm torn because it's, it's tough. It's, I, I, I've, I've said on last week, I said, I think, I have, I think officials are fair game to yell at, but I think you can't cross a line. Right. And I don't, if you yell, you suck to an official, like if I'm an official, if I ever became an official, 
or when I ever become official. If I ever hear to me, you suck from a coach, from a player, from a parent, whatever, I will stop the game or I will go at a dead, at a timeout or a dead ball. And I will either I will remove that person from the game or I will say you have, that's your, that's your warning. And that is it. You can disagree with my calls. That's fine. I get it. I don't get them all right. I like to think I do, but I don't. But let's behave. Let's be smarter than that. Okay. Part of being a parent in a high school game is showing your, your kids how to be appropriate, how to be good adults, how to be, how to be good at sportsmanship. Right. And I know in all these kids, you know, I had, I had five kids stay at my house last night and we were talking about swearing in the court and they were talking about how they swear at practice and some of the coaches don't care and all that stuff. So I was, I gotta, I gotta peel back my old man, my old white man mentality. And maybe if I hear swearing in the court and I'm officiating, I don't, you know, give a technical to a kid that swears. I don't like it, but you know, I guess I have to change my ways. Okay. But there's ways to, like I said, we were in our freshman game and there was, there was someone yelling, you know, there was people yelling, you know, you got to call the bump, you get them off them, stuff like that. Like you're, you're, you're yelling directions. You're not yelling, you suck, you know, like stuff like that. Like that's just, and it's, it's not, it's, it's not needed. It's not, it's not called for. So, um, I just thought it was interesting that I got that from, I got a bunch of, a couple different stories from, from different places that gave, you know, gives, gives kind of both sides of officiating. I have a, I have a plea here for, for younger kids. If you have the mentality, if you think you'd like to officiate, give it a go. I want you guys to come out and do this. Okay. I want you guys to try to officiate. And I ask, I have a plea for the parents as well. And the coaches as well. Give these guys a break. Like I said before, I've, I've coached against young officials that do not blow the whistle. Don't yell at them. Guide them. Be an adult and guide them on how to be a good official. Okay? Like most of us that are coaching basketball, youth basketball, we've played basketball. We know what it's like with good officials, bad officials, and things like that. Don't just hammer on these young guys and expect them to all of a sudden be great. Okay, they're new at this, they're timid, they're young, they're impressionable. So my ask for everyone out there is young officials, be, be aware that you have a young official and be an adult, be mature and be, be helpful. Don't, don't block these guys from wanting to ever do this, right? Don't be a problem or a roadblock to these guys wanting to be officials going forward. Because I tell you what, yesterday... I watched the old officials and we've all seen them, right? Anyone who's listening to this have seen the old officials. We see, we're going to see it. We're going to see it this week as our kids play high school basketball. We're going to see it next weekend as our, you know, as our kids play youth basketball. I saw a guy that's, I mean, he's probably 80. He had a slow stroll up and down the court. At some point I thought to myself, I'm not even sure he knows that there's a basketball game going on. It's, those are the guys that keep officiating because we keep hammering on the young guys. Okay. So everyone who has a voice in youth basketball and high school basketball, I'm just asking you, please be smart. Okay. Especially when we're dealing with kids that are from third to eighth grade, we're watching third to eighth grade basketball and we have young officials that are trying their best. Don't be, don't be an idiot. Okay. Cause here's the other problem. 
all you parents think that you know more than the officials. And most of you don't. I've seen you parents yell stuff from the stands and thinking that you know rules. And you don't. People yelling for travels and kickballs and over and backs and all these rules that you don't know. Okay? So, please, when you're watching youth basketball and you've got a, if you've got a young person officiating, be aware of that and be smart. Okay? So that we can get good officials going forward, right? They're not going to be the greatest when they're 16 or 18 or even 20. Okay. They're not going to have, they're not, they don't, you don't know who you are when you're a 20 year old, but I know for damn well, we don't want these 80 year old officials right now that are officiating because they are bad and they are not going to change their ways and they're not going to learn because they know the game one way. Anyone who's basically over 60 that's officiating the game has no idea what a Euro step is. Okay. They have no idea how much a game has changed and they don't know how to officiate games. So I don't know how you, you guys can't have the best of both worlds, right? So you parents that are yelling at all these officials, please take a step back. And I can only put it a one, put it one way is shut the fuck up and be mature because it's getting out of hand. And I see it all the time. And yes, officials are definitely part of the problem because there, there is plenty of officials that are out there that are not good, but parents, you make it so much worse. Okay. Whether it's with officials or with your kids or with coaching your kids, all of that, everyone needs to just take a step back and realize that there's a, probably a pretty good chance that your kid's not going to the NBA. So stop acting like they are, which brings me to the know your rules segment of the podcast. We're going to discuss kickballs this week, not, not, not kicking your balls, but you know, kickballs in the sport of basketball. I saw it probably four times, um, from the JV game, Kimberly Kikana, the freshman game, Kimberly Kikana, and then my eighth grader playing in freedom, uh, yesterday. I think there was about four calls I saw that refs, parents, official, uh, refs, parents, officials, uh, coaches, whatever had the wrong thought of a kickball okay everyone just because the ball hits your leg does not mean it's a kickball and just because it's below the knee or above the knee or whatever does not mean it's a kickball okay the 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 part of your leg is irrelevant okay here is the rule on a kickball you have to intentionally kick the ball for it to be a violation if i'm sliding on defense and you throw a pass and it hits my leg, whether it's my shin, my foot, my knee, my thigh, my hip, whatever. If I am sliding my body on defense, playing defense against you, and the ball, you throw the ball and it hits my, any part of my leg, it is not a kickball. If I intentionally try to kick the ball, if you throw a pass to the wing and I kick my leg up to try to kick it and I kick it, that's a kickball. You have to intentionally kick the ball for it to be a violation. So all these coaches out there that yell when a ball hits a f- someone's foot or someone's shin or it hits someone's thigh and someone says, oh man, that's a kickball. And it's like, oh no, it's above the knee. That's, you guys are, come on, like get your shit together, you guys. Okay. A kickball has to be intentionally kicked. That's it. No matter if it's, if it's a, if it's a foot, a knee or a leg or whatever, you have to intentionally kick the ball. 
And everyone who is sitting here thinking to myself, well, how do I know if it's intentional? It is the game of basketball. It is officials make judgment calls all the time. If the, if the official says that it was intentionally kicked, then it's a kick ball. Okay. You may not agree with it, but that's it. Okay. So, but all the stuff that people think that just because it hits someone's leg behind the, below the knee, that's automatically a kick ball. It's not. Okay. It has to be intentionally kicked for it to be a kick ball. That is know your rules for the week. If you disagree, tweet me, but guess what? You're fucking wrong because that's the way the rules go. Okay, I'm 32 minutes in. I'm sorry. I get a little heated sometimes. Uh, I've got so much more on this official stuff, and I'm going to have more. I'm going to, this will be something that I talk about as high school games go on and freshman games go on and eighth grade basketball goes on. I will discuss more. I think it's kind of fun to discuss rules every week that we see, like different how officials kind of kind of judge games and things like that. And Because uh, I don't think like this WIA thing, I don't think it's, I know they put it on the parents and I agree that parents need to take a step back and stop being so ridiculous, but officials also do need to get better. And the problem with that is that old officials aren't going to get better because they're just old officials and they've done what they've done. We do need young officials, but we also need as parents and as a community as a, and as coaches to support these young, these young uh, kids that want to be officials for them to get better and, and, and not hammer on them all the time. Because if we, if we keep doing this and they keep quitting, then yeah, games are going to get canceled and we're going to be left with all these old guys that are officiating games like it's 1975. That's just reality. So parents, get your shit together. Stop being so immature. All right, please. That's my plea to you. All right. And young guys, if you like the game of basketball and you want to officiate games, please go get registered, go get signed up, get your license, whatever, and start officiating games. You'll, they'll start you young. And maybe I'll see you on the court because maybe I'll start officiating with you too, okay? Uh, but we need more We need more good officials in basketball, that's for sure. And officials that, that think you know everything and that you, you're, the, you're the, the greatest thing and you'll never back down, uh, go back and look at rules. Please, 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 please. I've, the best officials are officials that you can talk to. And when you explain a rule to them, they'll actually take what you say and, and go, oh, you're right. You know what? Got it. Yep, you're right. I got. I made the bad call. You're correct. Like that's those are officials are great. Like the best officials I've ever had are officials that I've talked to and said, "Hey, just let you know, like that's not the rule," and they'll converse back with you, and they admit that they're wrong, and they'll. Hey, I've had some officials go, "Yep, hey, I missed a call. I owe you one." You know, too many officials though do not want to ever admit that they're wrong because like, well, this is my job. I can't admit that I'm wrong. I'm just gonna. And so then, but then you just put yourself in a corner. Where every time you make that call, you have to make that exact same call. So every time you make that bad call that's wrong, you're gonna make it wrong again. And that can't happen. You gotta you gotta be humble. You got you you gotta you gotta be able to take a step back and understand that, yeah, you know what, I don't maybe I don't know everything. Maybe I made a bad call, and maybe I don't know the rule, but you gotta do your research and understand that you maybe not be hundred percent correct. So again, we'll get more on this with officiating. I'm passionate about this stuff. I've coached for years and uh, I, it, rules are rules, man. It's it's not. There's a lot of judgment calls, right? Falls are judgment calls. It's that's falls are tough. But there are certain things in basketball that are easy rules, and that's why I do this know your rules segment of the pod because those are rules that are rules. Like I understand the kickball thing is kind of a judgment call, right? Like where if someone did intentionally kick it or not, we pretty much we know when what what a kickball is or not, right? 
There's so many times any kind of kickball is like, oh my, it's someone's, it hits someone's leg. It's, it's a kick. Not the way. Not the way it is. So know your rules. Uh, be good parents, please. Be good players. Be good coaches. Be good officials. That's all I ask, right? I know I hammer on all you guys a lot about a lot of stuff. Um, let's just all try to be better, right? Be more, be more mature and make it a good atmosphere so everyone enjoys basketball. Basketball is a wonderful thing, all right? Um, it's gotten me through so much in life. It's, it's so much fun. I love watching my kids play. I love, I love, I, lo- I just love watching it. It's, it's, it's great. So everyone let's be better at, at all this. Okay. So that we have to, we don't have to get letters from the WIA and we don't have to listen to, to parents in the stands, bitch at coaches and bitch at, at referees and bitch at their kids and all that stuff. Everyone just be smarter. The whole world to be, be smarter. All right. Got a big NBA day tomorrow. Uh, MLK day. Enjoy the basketball games tomorrow. I'll be back at it straight ball next week. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your Monday, everyone. We'll see you next week. This has been Straight Ballin'. We straight ballin'.